I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, Dave Kittle here with The Dave Kittle Show, and I am the practice owner at Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy here in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently acquiring physical therapy practices in the New York and New Jersey area. And today we have our first two-time guest back on the show, Sturdy McKee, first guest coming back around. So uh, we appreciate him jumping on. Sturdy, if you guys don't already know him, he's a previous practice owner and he is an author, a podcaster, a speaker, a coach, a consultant, uh, a mentor, uh, a busy parent and husband. I mean, many, many things. Sturdy, welcome back on. Dave, that's quite the intro, man. I was just trying to encapsulate everything. So <laughs> uh, previously, when you were on, we were talking specifically about mergers and acquisitions, uh, activity in the in the physical therapy space. Today, we're talking about a particular program where you're helping practice owners. And the specific program is called the Best Small Business in the World. We're going to get right into it. First of all, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, I think it would be a good suggestion to jump over to YouTube because what we're going to do is... I'm going to have Sturdy share the screen. He's going to show some documents, some outlines, and some uh, some other uh, components that are that are some of the components, as far as I've heard, are are free or complimentary outside this program. And then there might be some other ways for you to work with Sturdy in a more deeper way. But first, let's just get into it in regards to uh, the the high level of this program, the best small business in the world, Sturdy. And for practice owners that are watching, that are listening. Um, how can, you know, why, why should they pay attention to this? Why should they check it out? I know one thing you mentioned in the pre-interview was helping private practice owners go from owning a job to owning a business. So why don't we touch on that first? What do you mean by that specifically? Well, yeah. So I think in the, like the context of what people listening to the show, right, are looking at exits and mergers, acquisitions, those kinds of things. It's really about making the business more systems dependent more independent of the owner. The more you can do that, the better position you are in to exit. Or the other side of that coin is once you've got a systems dependent business, you own a business and you don't, you, you don't have to spend as much time and effort in the business. And that's a real, that's a mindset shift for a lot of people because especially when I went through it and we've all gone through it, but especially in the beginning, you know, you're chief cook and bottle washer, right? You're going to do everything in the business and. There's nothing wrong with that. But at some point when you've grown and you've got a critical mass of people that you need to lead and that you need to coach and that you need to mentor and to foster, your primary responsibility shifts from being the hardest working player on the field to being the person that takes care of your team. And that shift will pay off for you, whether you intend to keep the business for another decade or two or 30 years or whatever, or whether you want to exit gracefully and transition out. You and by the way, it also just makes everything simpler. So making that transition and creating more systems and putting you know putting things in place, making the tough decisions once, not over and over again, 
where you're not the source of all knowledge, you know, you start getting this stuff out of your head onto paper into other people's heads or onto virtual paper, most messed up on Google Drive or something like that, right? But you get it out of your head so other people can understand it. And then that becomes repeatable. And you don't have to be the one who's kind of controlling and running everything all the time. Got it. And then in terms of the, again, the higher level of this type of program, as we kind of dive deeper into it, there's a lot of physical therapists, uh, practice owners, PTOT owners that might have worked with you that might know what you do, how you help practice owners, and, and some others don't. So I know one thing that we talked about is that you and your business partner, you guys have a, a big BHAG, a, a big hairy yeah. goal, which as many in the audience probably know, BHAG from, uh, I believe it was uh, Jim Collins, uh, Good to Great. Was that where BHAG came from? Actually, Jim Collins and Jerry Porras and Built to Last is when they first introduced it. And then good to great, they went into it again much deeper. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, so you got, you have a big beehive where you're trying to help as many practice owners as possible. I think, did you, was there a number that you put it to it? Two million business owners. So, two million business yeah. owners. And this is around the world. Like they could have a, a physical Absolutely. therapy. They could have a physical therapy business. They could have a landscaping business, own a restaurant. Many of the, you mentioned all the, many of these businesses, 80, 90% of it. There's very, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of 80, 90% is, is basically the same hiring, uh, training, staffing, all the management, organization, yeah. operations, all that type of stuff. Yeah. That was one of the things that became evident to me when I joined EO. So years ago. Oh my goodness. Over 15 years ago, I joined EO Entrepreneurs Organization. And kind of back to your point, only 4% of businesses are over a million dollars in annual recurring revenue, right? Annual revenue. And that's, that's the U.S. So when you start to go to other countries, particularly, you know, developing world and that kind of thing, it's not even that many, right? In order to be in EO, you've got to be over a million dollars. You can do accelerator at 250. But what I learned by being in there and sharing with other owners, and it's a peer-to-peer support kind of network. You're sharing experiences. You're learning from each other. You bring in experts and learn there. I was on the board for a number of years in San Francisco. And, you know, that's the dirty little secret that 80, 90% of the stuff you're dealing with is the same. So we had people, you know, building multinational software companies. We had franchise owners. We had one woman was a CEO that of the company, a $100 million company that her grandfather had started. So there were all these different types of companies, lumber, recruiting, summer camps, wine import, you name it. 80, 90% of the stuff that comes across in it that are the challenges are the same. You know, it's, we're still figuring out who the target customer is. We're still messaging. We're still hiring. We're still managing people. We're still, you know, figuring out how to expand, managing cash flow. All those things are the same. So, you know, having said that, Matt and I, my collaborator, Matt Fitzsimmons was my business coach back in 2010, 2011. You know, so I learned from him, put that into practice in my own practices and then my next businesses. And um, we came back together to really get this thing going. But can I share my screen real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what we did was we created the best small business in the world. And we actually worked backwards. So if you're a small business owner, you go here. If you're a bar or cafe owner, you go here because this is where Matt was spending the last you know, years or so of his coaching and his consulting work. Um, so this is a little bit more industry specific to that. If you're a physio owner, you go here. Because, and this is a little bit more industry specific, right? So 
there's going to be a little bit that's different. The KPIs are a little bit different. There are a couple other things that are a little different, but ultimately we worked backwards and then developed this one and, you know, took out the reference industry references, kind of genericized the KPI stuff so that you could fill in your own and all that. But yeah, this was the foundational piece that really could help and impact essentially any small business. And here's another little bit. Like if you're not sure, not sure what to work on yet, I got a total freebie for you. You can go to my website, 30coaching.com and just click on this. There's no opt-in. As you see, you don't have to give me your email address or anything else. You download the PDF and work through it. And, you know, if you want to know what I do, I help you answer yes to all these questions. The cool thing too is the program. What we've done is highlighted all the blue stuff. That's the stuff addressed in the book. So we couldn't do everything or the book would be way too big and way too long. But we figured you could work through this in a, in a few weeks, a few months. It comes with posters and worksheets and a community. So it's not just the book, it's the full program, the community of other business owners. And something we've done that's completely revolutionary, we think, is that Matt and I are going to be on calls every two weeks with you. So when people opt into the program, it's not just the workbook and do it alone and, you know, go out there and see how it, how it goes. You're actually going to get access to us every two weeks to ask questions. We'll problem solve stuff. We'll go through, we'll explain and we'll do that. I mean, there's no subscription. We'll do that as long as we keep doing it. So there's no monthly payment. There's none of that. So Dave, you and I talked about why in the world would we do this? Well, we're on a mission. We're on a mission to democratize business coaching. You know, when you're paying two sides of that coin, and by the way, here's the Indiegogo campaign that you click through and you can see the videos and what the rest of it's about and, you know, what we do, who it's for, all that kind of stuff. But it'll help you answer yes to these blue questions for a fraction of what it will cost, you know, to engage a business coach like me. And that's the democratization part. We're trying to make this thing accessible to essentially anybody who has a business. And it may make a lot of sense to engage a coach when you're at a million dollars or above and you're ambitious and you want to grow. But one-on-one -on -one time is expensive, right? One-on-one -on -one coaching, you, I just, guy two days ago was talking about his business executive coaching. He charges sixty dollars to $120,000 a year. You know, you can't have a $200,000 business and, you know, hire that guy. Okay. I don't charge that much, by the way. But... But still, it's expensive and it's a big risk and gamble. So we're trying to take that completely out of the mix. The other side of that coin, though, is, and like many of the people who will be listening to this, is in one-on-one -on -one coaching, just like one-on-one -on -one treatment and one, you know, the model that most kind of the physio world's in, you're selling your time in essence. In other words, there's a, there's a finite amount of people that you can reach and help. Right. And then they said to you, I haven't quite done the math, but I'm guessing that if I was trying to do two million, People, I'd have to live to be 700, you know, 900 years old or something, right? There's no way I could do one-on-one -on -one coaching with that kind of reach. So we went back and tried to figure out a way that we could make the tools that we teach, the things that we repeat all the time and the foundational components accessible to essentially anybody. And I do mean anybody. So if you've got a real business, almost anybody anywhere in the world can, you know, afford $300 or 250 bucks, Right in order to take the business to the next level, in order to figure out some things, in order to make it simpler, easier, and more profitable. It's a real low threshold to try to really help people. And the way we're going to make it work is through through reach, right? I mean, we're not making a ton of money off of each one of these, especially when you factor in, yeah, we're going to be doing calls every other week. And, you know, they'll 
in any way. And the shipping, it's literally free shipping anywhere in the world as well. And, right. And We're, calls, we figure out a way to get it to people, but we can do it. It's incredible. It's awesome. So, and the calls are group based or are they one on one? Yeah. No, well, if, you, if they up, you couldn't do well, here, well, exactly. We couldn't do it with 2 million people, right? <laughs> um, but <laughs> again, I, I'd be very, very, very old by the time we got to you. Yeah, we're booking for 2048 now. So, there is for the first hundred people who do Indiegogo, we are offering a free coaching session. You can choose me or Matt, you know, who you want to, who you want to do that with. And we may extend that out a little bit, but yeah, that's still going to be, you know, for each of us, roughly 50 coaching sessions a pop. So that's another 50 hours. Uh, but that's a bonus for the first hundred people who sign up on Indiegogo for the calls. That's going to be community and group, but the community will be open all the time. Right. So you can go in and ask questions and other owners and founders who've been through that before can answer, share their experiences. It'll be moderated. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll control it. But yeah, every two weeks we'll be live. So we'll be pulling the questions out. We'll be asking people soliciting. We'll be going through and Matt and I will be going through and one or the other of us or both of us will be answering questions, taking you through the component parts, giving examples, you know, doing case studies or however, whatever you want to call it. But. Because ultimately, one of the things we did, Dave, that I think is really important is this is not a book that sits on the shelf. Okay. It doesn't stay there. It needs to be worked on. And if I, oh, it's not that one. The other edition, we've actually changed the spine art. I'll I'll keep that a secret for right now, but it's not, it's not a vanity. It doesn't tell you the author and the title and look at me. It's about you. We want you to pull it off the shelf and use it. And that was kind of part of the idea behind pricing too. It's a lot, lot, lot less expensive than business coaching. It's pretty expensive for a book, right? But how many business books do you have on your shelf that you never read? Or that maybe you glanced at? I, I have, didn't my, wife would, my wife would say I have <laughs> dozens too many business books that I haven't read yet on the shelf. Yes. Right. Right. So if you, you know, if it's 15, 20, 30 bucks, it's like, oh, it, I can kind of wait, right? You got to pop a little bit more down and use it. You got to be ready to actually use it and it'll pay for itself multiple times over. But, and so do most of them. That's the other thing. If you have a real, if you have a good business book, you usually read through it and take notes like you did in school and then take it and implement it and do things with it. They think it's an amazing, you know, they're, they're an amazing value. But if you took them on the shelf, they aren't worth much. So yours is more like a workbook where you're, you're filling in open spaces, you're answering questions, there's space in these pages for the business owner to contemplate, to kind of think about the, either the plan, the goal, the the response, and then they're, they can physically write in this book. Oh, well, no, don't write in the book because you may want to use it again. Okay, so, that, so this so, is what so you, we actually you, have instructions. You, you could type it out or you would write it somewhere else. Post it. You go down, get your post-it. We're not shipping post-its along with it, but grab your post-its because the book is designed for you to write your notes and do the work on the post-it. So it explains the concept, you know, the theory, how to do it. And then, yeah, it's a workbook, but you're doing it on post-its and putting it in the book. The other reason for doing it on post-its is, well, number one, if you make a mistake or you change your mind, it's not indelibly in the book. The other reason is you transfer that to the posters. So we just mentioned, you know, these guys, you get these posters that this is a one-page growth plan. You know, and you fill in all that stuff from the book. And then we've got another for a target customer and another for strategic planning and prioritization. But um, 
yeah, we're, you know, using that entrepreneur hack of doing the post-its, like when you're brainstorming and doing a session in your, you know, with your team, you can do the post-its on the wall, different people can fill it out, you put it all up, then you aggregate and bring it together. Same idea. We want you to think and be creative, but not be worried about making mistakes because, you know, we're going to revise, we're going to have iterations, we're going to improve upon the initial idea or thought, or at least the articulation of it, right? So we want to be able to do that. Not only that, now you can use this on your next business. You have to go get another one, right? Because you filled it all in. So if you're doing something new, a new offering, a new, you know, you exit your business and you're going on to the next one. Yeah, you pull it off again. We want this thing to work for people for, you know, years to come, not just be something, again, if it's on your shelf, I'm going to be irritated. Well, and Unless I'm you're displaying that, it like this. <laughs> yeah, the, it looks great here. But I, I'm glad that I, you mentioned that I said fill it in. You said, no, you corrected me. You said, no, uh, use post notes. Uh, this should be something that, because your answers as a business owner from year to year or between now and five years from now, the responses and, and your goals and, and, and everything should actually change. It should evolve. So it would make sense to, I was thinking I would write in this one and then I would just order other ones from you in the future. But that was just, that was just <laughs> you can do that too if you like. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so this is more, or this is also for any uh, practice owner, physical therapy, PTOT practice owner, uh, who might be frustrated with slow growth or, or no growth at all. Absolutely. Cause I, there, we can go into much greater detail on that, but there are predictable stages where people get stuck, where your company gets stuck. Okay. And they tend to be five, 10, 25, 50, 100, 200, 500, 1000 employees where what got you there won't get you to the next stage. Okay. And a big, big part of that. And there's some folks like Bern Harnish writes a little bit more on the revenue side. I really respect him, but I think it's more individual people dependent. It's more employee because as you add more people, the complexity increases exponentially and different businesses have different revenue per employee. So it's hard to benchmark it at $10 million because you might have a tech company at $10 million with 10 employees. And then you have, you know, for a PT business to be at $10 million, you'd have to have 50, right? Or maybe a hundred, done the math on it, but yeah, closer to a hundred. But so that would, uh, you know, the complexity increases and we get stuck in the processes and systems and stuff that we create to get us from five to 10 really have to be redone and revamped to get from 10 to 25. So yeah, you go through those stages I think one of the important things to note, and Rand Stegan actually said this in a talk that he gave here in San Francisco for the EO group. He showed a picture of his daughter she, when she was one year old, and she was like 16 at the time. But he's like, here she is, one years old. She is, you know, precious and unique and special and wonderful and eminently predictable in her development, just like your business. And coming from the PT background, right, that hit me, boom, all of a sudden, right, because they're there's developmental predictability in a, in a child if things are going according to plan, right? The same thing for your business. And when he said that, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. We don't even know what those milestones are. We don't have any training. We, we go out and do this on our own. And we really don't have some of these foundational you know, knowledge and awareness stuff, not because any fault of our own, but we were never trained. We're trying to piece it together. And that's kind of the other reason for hiring a coach, period, or you know, looking at a book or a program like this, it's curated. You know, Matt and I didn't invent everything that's in here. We picked and chose what was going to be the most impactful, most important. And that's ultimately what you want. You want a curated list, a curated program to figure out, you know, what are the foundational components? 
And, um, you know, going back to that list of all those questions, the blue ones are addressed by this book because they're the first ones you should be working on, right? It's not the end all be all, and we're not professing it to do that. But if you don't start somewhere and get some of the stuff, foundational components put in place and start to understand it, um, it's going to be real hard to continue to progress and to continue to learn and grow. When you've, because you've worked with a lot of private practice owners in the, the PT space and the healthcare space, have you, would you say that like the two common practice owners that you work with are either someone who is super business savvy and they're like, they're looking to hire you, they're looking to work with you because they want to, they want to grow, you know, in like leaps and bounds. They're looking to like have, you know, go to 510 or, or dozens of locations. And then uh, the other individual who maybe is like treating patients 40 hours a week, they're super, they're spinning too many plates. You know, they don't even, they don't even know, they don't have a, a grasp on everything in terms of their hiring, their, their marketing, their, um, how the front desk operates, uh, the delivery of the actual care. Are those like two different kind of practice owners that you work with? Is there a third type of practice owner? Because I want to kind of loop this back into how a program like this could maybe help different folks at different stages of the game? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And instead of kind of segmenting or bifurcating them, I think the thing that happens, the one of the big ones, why they reach out, why they start shopping or looking for someone to help is they realize they're the bottleneck. So there are multiple reasons for that, as you just stated, right? They're, they're the hardest working player on the field. They don't know what to do as far as managing. They just, they're, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and Raja Radia said, you're unimaginative about the things that could improve your life. That's why you need a coach or mentor or somebody else. And, and I love that because I'm like, oh, you're going to expand the things that you could possibly do. Well, the first thing to do is get better at the management skills and, and get off the playing field a little bit more. You know, we talked about this before. If you find yourself running around like a chicken with your head cut off, you know, think about um, if you've ever been to a little league game, what you would think of the coach if the coach was running around the middle infield during the game fielding ball, right? I mean, you would think the coach had lost their mind. That's not their role. Think about the impact it has on the players. Okay, do they feel like they're good enough, that they're doing a good enough job if the coach is in there doing all that stuff you know, all the time? And then the next kind of challenge question for everybody is, is that you? you know? And there'll be people that can totally relate and say, well, yeah, it was me. I hope it's not you right now. And if it is, you need to figure out a way to get in the dugout, get off the field, pick the best players you can pick, the ones that want to be the best players in their position. And then your job is to help them be that, help them actualize, transcend, become that person that they want to be. And you can't do that if you're working in the business, doing the frontline work all the time. And the frontline work isn't just treating patients, it's paying the bills, you know, it's building the answering the phones. It's all that stuff. All that stuff, you can create systems and processes around and delegate to other people. You hire people to do that stuff. So you can do the things that you need to do working on the business, you know, managing, you know, working, developing the players. Um, and for some, the other one that holds people back is the cash flow thing. And, you know, there are a lot of folks dealing with really poor paying insurance contracts and that kind of stuff. And they don't, or they feel they don't, have the cash, the financial resources to hire that other person to bring them on to free up their time. There's still a lot of stuff your current team can do and learning how to delegate, learning how to follow up, learning what to delegate, you know, 
those are other items. Again, you become the bottleneck if you're not doing that. So yeah, whether they're cash strapped, whether they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off or whether they're plotting the next big expansion, they figure out that they're the bottleneck. They need to do something. They need to change something about what they're currently doing, their skill set, their perception, who they are in order to get to that, that next level. Honestly, Dave, that's kind of the fun part of coaching, right? Because you start to see, and again, you start thinking about not the managers you've had, okay, not the supervisors you've had and stuff, because there are very few of those that were very good, at least for most of us. Um, if you're lucky enough to have had a couple awesome ones, congratulations, because you're not in the majority, right? So I've switched paradigms to start thinking about the best coach you've ever had. Okay. And if you haven't had a great coach, maybe your kids have, but you see that person and they're, they're demanding, they push, they might even yell. They might, you know, they, they're, they, but they believe in you, right? They believe in the players. They believe they can do more. And their, their whole role and job is to pull that out of them, provide them the resources to succeed, make sure they're in the right position to understand or believe in themselves. And why can't you use that person? You know, that guy is the role model and that woman is the role model, the person who helped you to become better, to, you know, challenge and break boundaries and stretch. That's the person that we want to be in running and managing, leading a business organization, because business is just a group of people. You know, part of the goal is to make money, but you're leading a group of people with a cause, with a purpose. And the purpose isn't just to make money either. You know, and that's why you have to have a vision. That's why we start that stuff. If you don't have a purpose and you don't have values and behaviors that, you know, articulated that everybody knows, how do you pick the right players? They don't know where they're going. You know, we talk about BHAG, right? That's the destination. So the, the purpose is the why, the values are the how we're going to act on the way, and the BHAG is where we're going, right? So you're trying to find people that are on board with your vision, inspired by your vision, who want to contribute to that. Because here's another thing I was asked the other day, what's the most controversial thing you say? Like, well, people don't work for money. And, you know, entrepreneurs will bristle at that and suddenly like question and challenge. They don't. If they did, there wouldn't be any little league. Okay. There wouldn't be any church groups. There wouldn't be Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. There wouldn't be, you know, start going on a list. There wouldn't be a Sierra Club. There wouldn't be entrepreneurs organization. It's large, you know, 99% volunteer led. I belong to an entrepreneur group, Thai, the Indus Entrepreneurs in SoCal chapter. And these are guys with, you know, some of them, some of them are literally have, you know, invested in running unicorn businesses, $100 million, billion dollar businesses. They're volunteering their time because of the cause, the purpose, and what the organization does. Imagine doing that in your business, harnessing that passion, that desire, and giving people a paycheck, right? They want to get paid fairly. Don't get me wrong. Okay. They want to get paid fairly, but they don't necessarily, they're not all motivated by money. Okay. Right. It's not the only motivation. So I just pulled up, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this on the Indiegogo page for the best small business in the world, Sturdy and Matt's new program here. And I was scrolling down. So that's why I was bringing up, you know, if someone's frustrated with slower yeah. growth and then, right. then the, then the component of, do you want the shortcut to business success? And so part of it, you were just answering where if they're completing the action steps, if they're completing the book, if they're going through the process and taking action on this, then they might have already realized, I guess, that they're potentially the bottleneck and then they, you know, speak to you or they, they get a, a program like this. Typically a program like this, just so you all know, is probably 20, 30 grand and it's like 300 bucks. So it's like, and here on Indiegogo, it's 249. So it's literally, 
I heard one of Matt's videos somewhere, maybe been on Indiegogo, where he said it, it's basically like a couple uh, tanks of gas right now in, in the U.S. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> so, right. So in terms of shortcut to business success, where, okay, the, so the business owner, they acknowledge somewhere privately or in their mind, they, they realize that they're the bottleneck. It could be under a million in revenue. It could be where they're scaling and they're larger, but they're still the sure. bottleneck. So a program like this will also... And I'll ask you, so is the program also going to potentially help practice owners get uh, more clarity? Is it more organization oh. about future steps? Yeah, absolutely. More clarity about what to do, <clears throat> more clarity about your goal. So when you, even if you articulate a goal like we have that's helped 2 million business owners, and it's a little, you know, that's a little daunting, a little scary, right? Or at least should be. That still gives you direction of where you're going to be going. So then you have to figure out how you're going to get there. I mean, honestly, and this is what a BHAG should be. And this is actually one of the things we, it's in the book and we, Matt and I both coached you. It, you don't necessarily have to know how to get there. It shouldn't be linear. It shouldn't be a clear path necessarily. It's going to be a stretch. That's why it's called a big, hairy, audacious goal, right? So, but you can learn along the way. And if you give yourself enough time and timeline, you can figure it out along the way. So, yeah, you set a goal for eight years, 10 years down the road. And for me, that's, you know, close enough that it's real. I can, I, I can think about how old my kids will be, what they'll be doing. Oh, yeah. And we have a little bit of swag too, for, in case somebody oh, doesn't sweet. want to buy the program or doesn't own a business. They can grab a koozie or grab a t shirt, right? And support the cause. Yeah. But the whole idea, any, well, clarity, focus, and not just clarity for yourself, by the way. Once you get it, and that's why we have these posters and worksheets, you're trying to get the stuff that's in your head out of your head into everybody else's head. And that's a challenge. That's a challenge with leadership. It's a challenge with management, but it gives you a framework to start to do that. And, you know, that's the jumping off point. You got to get everybody on board working for the same cause. And that's a big part of what we're, what we're trying to do here. And. Basically, practice owners have either the choice of either remaining the bottleneck and or somehow trying to figure it out themselves. And I guess it really just depends on maybe how long that they've been kind of feeling stuck or actually stuck, right? Like if, has it only oh, been yeah. weeks or months? You know, has it only been weeks or months? Has it been years? What type of other actions or other action plans have you tried before? Um, I mean, without business coaches, I'm not sure how else you... I mean, maybe you, you talk to other colleagues that have gone through maybe their first sure. head where you're at now, and, and you ask them basically, you know, when when you had a, you were in a bottleneck at that point, you know, what did you do? And and they, some of the practice owners probably say, oh, well, I I uh, I reached out to Sturdy McKay and I used him as my business coach, and and now you can get this program at a steep discount type of thing. Or they said, you know, I figured it out and I I did X Y Z. Well, yeah, and. That's great. And you should be doing those things. You should be asking questions. You should be looking and talking to people um, who've been down the path before. The one cautionary statement, though, is that most people will share their experience or give you advice, whatever worked for them. Okay. And that's the difference between like a teacher, coach, mentor, a formal one, and maybe an informal is I'm not trying to tell people what I did. You know, Matt's in the same boat. He's not trying to tell people what I did. Now, one of my core values is walk the walk. So all the stuff I teach, I also do. And I can share those experiences and whether it worked or not and how it worked or not. That's the other thing. People don't tell you what didn't work, you know, a lot of the times. So you get this advice and it's basically do what I did. 
most of the time. The problem with that is not that they're wrong or not that it's bad advice. It's that the context may be completely different. So just like you think about you as a clinician, as a physical therapist, you've dealt with patients. Everybody's dealt with patients who said, well, you know, my friend did this and I tried doing the same thing and it didn't work. Well, yeah, because everything about your situation is different. Maybe your diagnosis is even the same, right? Maybe your age is different, your activity level is different, your, you know, desired outcome, sport, whatever, you name it, the context is completely different. So a good therapist, a good clinician will take that into account in the plan and suggestions and problems and, you know, questions they ask and all the rest of it, the guidance they provide. Same thing with a good coach or mentor. They're not going to just tell you, you should do what I did. They're going to tell you, hey, I did this and it didn't work. I did this, it did work. What other possibilities might there be? Let's explore a little bit more of you know, your situation, your context, because it's going to be different. What are your values? What's your purpose? What's your destination? Who's your target customer? Right? Because you can still, we go to conferences, right? And we meet people that are also outpatient ortho PTs or also in, you know, whatever, pelvic health or pediatrics or oncology or whatever, but their target customer might be different. Their employee situation and stuff might be different. Their values might be significantly different, right? Their purpose for doing it might be completely different. And those are the things that you have to kind of figure out at, you know, in my role, figure out and help somebody realize their dream, not mine. Got it. And then I guess it's uh, in regards to any of these, this actually helping owners, it's not going to help if they don't actually do it, right? So if they Oh, it's, it's just like a home exercise program, babe. It's just like anything, right? They they actually <laughs> have to put effort into it, and otherwise, right. it would just be a waste of time to even consider. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's amazing how home exercises that you don't do don't work, right? <laughs> and then this is the beautiful thing. Everybody's experienced this too. You know, I mean, I I was practicing for twenty years. A patient comes in and is like, "Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, those things you showed me, they really work." And you're like, "Well, yeah." They do. It's the same thing with what I do, by the way. If you do it, guess what? They work. If you're going to be skeptical and debate it and not do it or put it off, whatever, you know, what you don't do doesn't work. It's literally that simple. So, and that's another thing that Matt and I decided to do, which we couldn't do in the PT world. I can't guarantee you money back, right? If something doesn't work, that's kind of one of those pitfalls of the whole healthcare or medical world. But if somebody does buy this, they do sign up and they do it. They have to actually do it, right? They'll have to show us. But if they do it and it doesn't help them, doesn't work, they don't feel they're getting value from it, we will make it right, whether that's refund their money or sit down with them or whatever we need to do. But we, our goal is to help you succeed in your business, period, right? So our purpose is to help business owners succeed, who business owners who want to change the world. We're having a positive impact. And the world could be global. It could be your community. But we want positivity. want people who are doing great things and good things for the people around them, their communities, yeah, we want them to make money, but that money thing is kind of, in many ways, a byproduct of providing amazing value. Awesome. So I'll make sure that we get the link to the Indiegogo campaign in the show notes here so that wherever Thanks. you guys are all watching it, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, et cetera, it'll be in the show notes there. That is the best place for the audience to check out, Surdy. They could also, I guess they could uh, search you know go to Indiegogo.com and they could type in best small business in the world. Right. Well, yeah, the Indiegogo thing, though, will expire at some point, right? So check out the bestbusinessintheworld.com, thebestbusinessintheworld.com. 
That's going to have the link to Indiegogo. You can go there. It'll have more information as the Indiegogo campaign, you know, expires and transitions different ways. So, you know, if you're listening to this in the fall or winter or what have you, yeah, just go to the best small business in the world and have the most current links. That's why we set this up. It's a landing so that it can be evergreen and we can make sure that you get to the right place and find the right stuff. The best business in the world.com. I'm surprised that URL was available. That's awesome. I I was too. <laughs> awesome. we landed so, it. so guys, you can also check out if you're interested in, in speaking with Surrey more. Uh, I don't get any commissioner cut from this. I don't want anything. They're doing great things in the world. So if you guys check it out, you can go and either at the Indiegogo site, if that's still available by the time you listen to this, or also check out the best business in the world.com. And then you can go and grab that there. Again, it's basically a, a twenty dollars or $30,000 value, in my opinion, I, w- I would say. And you can get it for about 300 bucks. It, the price might increase because you know this is just super generous and uh, maybe help with a little bit of urgency. But definitely go in and, and check that out. And if you guys want to reach out to Sturdy directly, you can do so. You can go to SturdyCoaching.com if you like what you hear and, uh, and you want to work with him more uh, specifically in one-on-one, and then he will uh, certainly uh, keep you a lot more accountable. I, w- I would assume more accountability that way, right? As opposed to the something like this, because you can only do so much. Well, sure. If we're meeting one-on-one, you have, and as do I, we have deliverables You know, each week. We're, we're agreeing that we're going to make progress. Again, kind of like with your patient, if you're not doing it, and I'm not providing value, then you don't have to keep, you know, you don't have to keep it up. But yeah, this is, you know, we're trying to basically innovate our way out of, out of a job. If we can do it right, there will still be people that want one-on-one help. You know, there will still be businesses where it makes total sense to do that, but we want to really, really want to reach way, way more people. So yeah, I would encourage folks to check it out, share with their other business owner friends. You know, again, there's no risk. If you don't like it, you're not happy. We'll make it right. You know, the other thing about this is I don't know where all your listeners are, what our viewers, but we figured out a way to provide free shipping anywhere in the world. So the 250 on Indiegogo right now is literally 250. There's no, there's no additional, right? And we'll pay the, the VAT in New Zealand. We'll pay the shipping, you know, to the UK or Australia or India or, you know, China, wherever you are. Um, and we got, we got you covered. We simply want to get this in your hand and help folks out. That's awesome. Super generous of you and Matt. Wish you guys the best as you uh, roll this out. And you said the Indiegogo link that's going to expire soon or shortly. A couple months. And then, couple months yeah. and then, then the main platform would be the best business in the world.com for you guys. If you happen to listen to this episode three to six months from now, if that Indiegogo campaign is not up, then you'll have to jump over to the main website. Yep. Sounds cool. Awesome. Sturdy. Thank you so much for your time. Always valuable, always insightful uh, listening or catching up and, and chatting with you. So truly appreciate it. I'm glad we're able to record stuff like this and then get it out there and help more practice owners as well. All good things all around. Sturdy, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. And everybody listening, I just hope you will work on systematizing your business, getting yourself out of that bottleneck position. It's an uncomfortable position to be in, to be happier when you're not, no matter what path or route you try to take or decide to take to get there. Good luck with it. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at 
dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.